oats and dozy doats and little antsy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little antsy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Mazzy doats and dozy doats and little antsy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little antsy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? I am always surprised random street the other day, looked over. Bandit came on, but there's a spirit Halloween just right there. I'm like, they just, they're like a parasite. They just find every single... come out of the shadows and like, who, who failed this year? All right. Very appropriate for what they are. Yeah. Right. I think the thing that would be the scariest would be seeing the, the manufacturing of spirit halloween goods like if i could go to cambodia and watch mm-hmm. where that shit's made yeah and the way that like that, that would be horror film because you're making like these plastic bats mm-hmm. it's these just these kids. kids just pressing these like plastic sheets to make these ugly ass masks well, like and the, all day the thing long. about spirit halloween is that like i love spirit halloween because it means like my time has come because because september yeah. and october is my favorite time of the year mm-hmm. bar none yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I would never, ever buy a costume from Spirit Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad it no. exists. I would never shop there. Yeah. I no. like to go in. I like to, like, play around with, like, the Donald Trump masks mm-hmm. or whatever. I, but then uh, walk home. Yeah. I feel like... I, like, I smell I like the mask. Spirit Halloween. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh. If they you, smell like human suffering is what they smell they like. They do. Spirit Halloween is for the people who like Halloween but don't care about it. Well, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. fetch, I have to go to a party tomorrow? All right, right let me just go see what I show up and buy whatever is there. But it's always like... Every, you always need every something. You always need something. You every... like forgot something. You're like, oh, I need a cane or I need like, right. a tiny little well, whatever. I used so it for, needed... for the Fargo short that you were both in last year. Yeah, mustache. But right? um, yeah. now now you guys have switched places with those. I know. But mm-hmm. I... when I full Mountie. Looks Every good. costume oh, yeah. in Spirit Halloween is a slutty costume because it's made with like fifty percent of the fabric they should have used. They, it's like it's <laughs> right. like barely enough to cover a human body, and it's just but like, it's like a you nice... can see everything underneath. It's like a hospital <laughs> gown that like ties in the exactly. back, so it has <laughs> rear access for some reason. Like you can reach the ass of anybody wearing a Spirit Halloween it's, costume. But it's like it's like barely enough. It never fits right. Right. It's it's uh, you have instant access for an enema in both a hospital gown yeah. and any Spirit Halloween costume. S- Spirit Halloween's tagline is "When everyone's sexy, no one will be." Mm. <laughs> yeah. When everyone can reach each other's ass, no one will. No one yeah. can. Exactly. Uh, no, it feels um, yeah, it feels like they they messed it up. I remember seeing like the masks there would just be like half of it, and they didn't make like the back part at all. And that always sucks. Like, whatever I yeah. wanted to be, it's like, why would I want the back of my stupid head and my hair poking yeah, out of the back of this? You just got to make sure nobody looks nobody at Nobody looks at the back of my head. Yeah, exactly. It's like, up oh, here, what? I, up here, I'm Master Chief, but back here, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just me again. Just so I don't want that. <laughs> um, and in the back, it ties. Hey, behind every great Master Chief is just a Brad. It's just okay? a kid. It's just a, just a scary kid. ass you could reach to if you reached through the hole in his shirt. Well, you know, like that that meme where it's the guy in the tux, but then in the mirror behind him, yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like that. Only it's like you're wearing like like some outfit, but then the back is just jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. It's just like in, in tennis shoes. I the thing when I was a kid, I would like I never dressed up as a superhero as a kid because I and this is true. 
I would like look at my friends who dress up as superheroes and they'd be wearing like their stupid New Balance tennis shoes. And yeah. they'd be like, you're not Captain America. He yeah. doesn't wear those. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it was just Even like, if they hung over your shoe, I can still see your exactly. shoes under there. It was, they just like move around and like, you guys see, I can your see Your ass thinks you're Buzz Lightyear. Your shoes light up. And <laughs> just like go straight back. Yeah, our, our audio didn't cut off. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, right? Is it going now? Yeah. So I love um, Halloween. Let's talk about Twin Peaks. I didn't even introduce the podcast by before that cut <laughs> off. Just so everyone knows, who's listening is aware, um, the audio stopped recording. We for went a on about we went on for about ten more minutes 10, about 20, Halloween costumes. Minutes. I introduced the podcast. You and probably didn't miss anything, to be honest. Really, we didn't talk about anything important, but it makes me sad because I thought that was good content. Anyway. Um, what? We do have to talk about one thing. <laughs> one thing. Uh, because speaking about <laughs> Halloween costumes, just one really one, one time for Halloween, McKenna couldn't decide what she was going to so be. So why, why don't you tell us what and you were? So, yeah, what, what were you, McKenna? Were you, hey, okay, McKenna? guys. I'm going to retell it and try to sound more cool. <laughs> I don't think it's how you tell it. That's a very everything girl thing for you to do. <laughs> That's a very everything girl thing for you to do. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just a mysterious oh. girl. Like, nobody really knows what I am. Nobody knows who I am. I'm going to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Basically, one year, I wanted to be, like, six or seven different things. I couldn't choose what. And also, like, it was, like, last minute. So, like, obviously, with, like, my intellect, I was like, well, I could just take a piece from each costume and make it its own costume that no one has ever done before. And so... Yeah, it was very original. It was very, very cool, and all of the adults and, seemed to love and it. What did so you call it? I think it was Win. Well, yeah, what was what was the name of the costume? I don't remember. Well, what did you <laughs> What did you call your What did you call yourself that year? Surely you had a name. I don't rem- like I uh like like super cool badass like i don't remember what it, i don't remember what it was. I think but... it, I think what was that? Oh, I think I heard everything girl. Which I think is your new. You guys nickname. can make that up. That That's started like because you said cool. I was everything girl for Halloween, and you treated us like we should know what that is. And you're like, oh, you've never heard of everything girl. What were the seven different costumes you couldn't choose between? I don't remember them all. I actually don't remember them all. I do remember one of them was like kind of like a '70s like '70s chick like disco, disco whatever. Yeah. One of them was a superhero. Like I think one of them was like Batman. Because oh, I had okay. half of a Batman mask. That's not true. Um, That's not true. It was. It was. I, I, I like a Batman a mask. I'm gonna be what did you do on the other side of your face? Hey, you know what? I think it was probably another mask. I remember I like did makeup of some sort. At the end of the day, aren't we all just in our own way? Everything girl. Everything girl. Everything. Just going about our lives, picking up. Our personalities from, from a plethora places. of different yep. things, and then attaching them to ourselves. Exactly. Thank you, McKay. You're right. I, I was, that. to be fair, I, I, I'm I, here for support. I feel like you shared a little bit embarrassing. I was Link a little bit too late. Ratchet and Link? Oh, of course you no, were. No, Link, like from Legend of Zelda, <laughs> Link. Harrison doesn't play. Anyways, <laughs> I dressed up as him probably a little you too old. And it was kind of like when Will Ferrell is Buddy the Elf, and you can't help notice that he has a man penis. And that's kind of the only thing that you see for most of that movie because he's just wearing the tights and then he's got like a little <laughs> tiny skirt. He's just Winnie the Poohing it basically. And oh I was a little hey, too I don't know about late. you guys, but when I watch Elf, I do not watch that the whole movie. 
Brad, I definitely I get what you're saying. It, that movie's very junk forward. All right, we. Are. <laughs> it's kind of like labyrinth. It's it's progressive. Yeah, it's like labyrinth. Yeah, that's that's a little bit more uh, understandable. Okay, so uh, I think we should start off by talking about Max's reaction to his night with Nadine at the Great Northern. Yes, well, I wanted to talk about this specifically because. There's character. There's a character oh, wait, 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 arc, wait, wait, a mini character arc. I'm so sorry. Welcome Mike. to Three Fish and a oh, Percolator, yeah. the Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> this is the second time we've done this. I'm Harrison Coford. I'm joined by McKenna Guttery. Hi. McKay Fritz. What's up? And Bradford Taylor. I had a really funny joke earlier, but yeah, we all had more fun on our first time around doing this when mm-hmm. we thought it was recording. But uh, you, Mike. I, I wanted to talk about this because there's a mini character arc with Mike because in the previous episode um, Mike is checking in with Nadine. He's got the glasses on. He's got the the hat on. He's trying to do it incognito. He sees someone from high school and he's kind of ashamed. But then he has this wonderful night with Nadine. Yes. The next morning he's no longer ashamed. He sees uh, is it Audrey or Donna? I can't remember but he sees one of them. Because Donna was Yeah he sees Donna Donna. and he is unashamed. He confronts her. He's he's open about it. So Mike, over the course of this night, had truly learned to love Nadine. It's yeah. a subtlety that I thought was all night masterful. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, yeah, he's because the the receptionist is like, "How's your stay?" And he like looks at Nadine. And he's like, "Wonderful." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Um, also, later when he's talking to Bobby. About Nadine, mm-hmm. that's one of the most repulsive conversations I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> the combination <It> of <laughs> sexual maturity yeah. and uh, superhuman and strength. He just whispers into Bobby's ear, and Bobby's like, "Whoa!" Wow. And then wow. Bobby spins and yeah. immediately starts playing pinball. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you watch the scene, woo! And then just, like, you can practically see the dollar signs in his eyes. If you weren't listening, it would sound like you were watching a cartoon, and he was still reacting to what he had told him. He's just like, "Oh God." <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, that's that's very interesting. The, which I have a question about. I have a question about the whole uh, um, Mrs. Hayward and Ben Horn thing. Yeah. Did we see anything about that before the two episodes? Because all of a sudden Don is following her. Um, no. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Well, there was um, before the two episodes we watched this week. Yeah. Last week. There was this instant where Ben shows up to Donna's house. Oh, and I, that completely. He's like, he like, he's yeah. like, shh, and then they have a conversation on the doorstep. Okay. Um, and then he like holds her hand. Yeah. Okay. So I completely forgot about that because I, I remember the storyline, but I yeah. forgot when it got introduced. It's very weird. It's that. so weird. It, it is. Very, also, how weird, weird is it that Donna and Audrey were watching both their parents talk to each other, and like they're just like acting like not they're not acting like everything's cool. But uh-huh. their like friend dynamic doesn't change. <laughs> oh yeah, really I weird. know. Well, they still aren't really that. That's a relationship that doesn't really exist either. The two well, of them. Yeah, it's true. Well, Donna was point, like, Donna was like, that's interesting, and I was just like, mm, par for the course. Yeah, I wonder if ha- yeah, I wonder if you're another one of my half sisters. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if you're my one of my siblings. I always thought you were a bastard. Yeah. Also, Audrey's brother shows up again for the yeah. first time since okay. season oh, one. Wow. I think we could. I think we can. Yeah. We can just dissect that scene right now. So, that's Audrey goes to visit Ben Horn and talk about her future. And Ben's talking about how his brother used to be like Bobby Kennedy to him. 
which they were inspired by the Kennedy brothers. Mm-hmm. The entire time in the background of this scene, and then John Justice Wheeler comes in later and is like, I love your daughter. At the beginning and the end and throughout the scene, we hear Johnny Horn screaming yeah. in the background. It makes no sense. I was like, it's like, it doesn't. Oh, it's so effing bizarre. I have no idea why it's out. in there. Yeah, it was stressing me out too. But then it would be better at when when I first watched this episode initially, the first time, I was like, oh, they're bringing Johnny back. Bring Johnny back. Like, yeah. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? But no. Nope. They don't. He's, no. he's just like, we're going to remind you that he's there. And then we're not going to do anything. His with purpose them. in Twin Peaks is has just confounded me the entire time I've ever enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I have no idea why he's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, I could be misremembering something, but didn't Donna have a sister? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has two sisters. Harriet. And um. Gertrude. Why? Why no. does? Why Gretchen. did they never? Gr- why are they it's never like there? It's like a GR. Does she have another sister? I don't remember her having another. She has well, the one who plays piano and doesn't eat with the family. Oh. Yeah, that's and what, she that's wrote what a I poem, say. But then there's the other one in the pilot that like lies to her yeah, dad yeah. about Donna yeah, being yeah. gone. Um, and she she freaking destroyed that scene in the pilot. Yeah. I can't remember all their names. I, I, gave, her, I gave her that episode because I love yeah, her. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, lost, pi- the pilot went to her. I love the her. lost siblings of twin siblings. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not at dinner, by the way. No, they're, no. They, when they ha- that's when they I noticed dinner, that yeah. I was because for the past episode, I think even, I think even one of the previous episodes, they mention they bring up her sister. Yeah. Uh, when when Demerle comes and visits yep. her, she brings up that she has sisters, but we never see them. Yeah. They they don't eat with their family. No, they don't. The last time we saw them was when one of them wrote a poem about Laura. A week after Laura died, and then forced Laura's parents to listen to it while they had dinner. Yeah, she has real good, real father. good etiquette. Yeah, this, I gotta say, also that is reminding me, this show with no Leland Palmer is, is it's pretty it's rough. Hey, it's, yeah. rough it, it's, rough by con- it's rough by comparison because this stuff by itself is fine. I enjoy watching it, but mm-hmm. when I remember what it used to be, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's it's yeah. depressing. Yeah. Uh, the way oh, it's that, crazy. I, it seems yeah. so long ago that mm-hmm. Laura was even an idea. Yeah. The, yeah. If someone the, said yeah. Laura Palmer, well, they would be like, they who? Do bring oh, up yeah, Laura right. in one of these episodes, and it's jarring. I yeah. think I think uh, it's yeah. it's uh, Ben Horn that brings it. Up. Well, he's yeah, yeah. He's like ever since Laura died. Yeah, and he he mentions Laura. I'm like, oh, that's a name we haven't heard in we a, long heard for a long time. time. I was just thinking about a part that I'd forgotten. And I'm trying to remember why this happened, but uh, Sheriff Truman gets attacked by a woman in bed. Yeah, in bed. <laughs> I have. I, first, I have, first I, of all, we did yeah, talk about that did. last week when she just slithered into his bed at the end of that episode, and they literally are just like he. She was sent to kill him because of sexual jealousy from Thomas Eckhart, and that's it. That's that's and it. Doesn't he Sexual jealousy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he beats the crap out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does she like die? Like, what's her deal? Where? No, she was in. She was being held for a question. What else is she in? She's, she's the braless wonder in Seinfeld. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you wouldn't forget that episode, would you, Brad? No. You really like rocked her. Like, yeah. And she, she turned she, into Josie. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. 
So, well, speaking of inefficient ways to kill people, this is this is probably it's Attack the of least. the Clones level. Yeah, Attack of the Clones assassination attempt with the, with the worms <laughs> yep. is right up there with this. Okay, so the gun was sitting right there. It, yeah, it's bizarre. We need to at the end of the season we're gonna rate our favorite Wyndham Earl disguises because he's 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 throwing up big numbers right now. Profe- play he played a professor this week. <laughs> and talking to Audrey about the poetry, it's it's amazing. That was hilarious. This. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. But what was even more hilarious to me was the scene in the in the by the pond where he's watching them. Yeah. Um, he's playing a fisherman. There's this shot where there's like sort of like a slow zoom, and it's supposed to be like this menacing sort of ominous. Yeah. Setup, but yeah. he's wearing the dorkiest yeah, old it's, fisherman's it's ridiculous. outfit, it's and ridiculous. so I can't be afraid of him. No. while he's in that getup. I love how they went from Bob, like the most like horrifying, like ethereal, like yeah. one of the most terrifying characters in anything ever, to just that guy. This guy, this kind of a dope. clown. Mm-hmm. He's just like yep, cartoon Joker. Pretty crazy. It's yep. it's insane and. Uh, he for someone who's so crafty with making playing cards and and disguises and paper mache like uh, large format chess pieces, he uh, doesn't. He's not good at interior design. I'm always surprised every time we go back to this shabbin and it's like no, there's nothing in there. It's like holes it's in like the walls. Like get some lighting, please. Yeah, geez. Uh, Put some plants uh, in here. I'm enjoying. Get the, I'm enjoying. The first time we watched uh, the show, I did not care for the Owl Cave at all. I kind of hated yeah. it. This time through, I'm enjoying it more. But I want to know, what are your guys' thoughts on the Owl Cave? Kenna, what are your thoughts on the Owl Cave? Um, okay, wait, I feel like we've talked about like spelunking before. Have we? Have, Have we, we not? I don't know. I feel like... They mentioned spelunking at some point in the episodes, like way early on. Now that you say that, I feel like they have too. That's interesting. Like, what is spelunking? And I was like, oh yeah, like we like there's like some caves here in Arizona. Like we go spelunking, whatever. Do you spelunk? Okay, but I I'm a I'm a spelunker. I don't spelunk. I spelunk. I you're a little spelunker. Yeah, you mother spelunker. No, mother I. Splunk- I don't really have like any passionate feelings towards the cave. It's not. It, it wasn't the most exciting parts. I feel anything. like they treat it like, oh, here we go. And for yeah, me, and I'm just like, this, like is some, you down. this is some lame Indiana Jones Hardy Boys crap that doesn't fit here. Yeah. I. Yeah. I liked it personally because it feels Jeez, like. Okay. I'm Read sorry. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I just feel like it's. It's we're getting somewhere. Yeah, no, no, no totally. If not, it's not an amazing somewhere right now, but we're going somewhere. Yeah, where for the past eight episodes, it's been just yeah civil war, hijinks, yeah. and yeah. weird subplots, and nothing is happening. Picture me. Yeah. Yep. And. Everybody's looking all little cutie in their little spelunking outfits. Right. Like, can we talk about Cooper and his little, when he comes in with his little hard hat? <laughs> I'll say it's, I'll kind of, okay. it's kind of weird, though, that, like... I love that. Cooper and the and Sheriff Truman's main focus right now is supposed to be finding Wyndham Earl, but Cooper's like... We're going to sidetrack. I got this idea about these tattoos that we should go figure mm-hmm. out. Like, it makes no sense. Also... 
there's there are a lot of things about the owl symbols the the tattoo so far that i really like that it's like the three diamonds across like going down from like so this is like the tw- these are the peaks and then mm. it goes down and it reminds me of the twin peaks poem uh one chance out be- between two worlds and i think of those two diamonds are like the two worlds and that twin peaks is crossing in between them with the middle diamond oh mm-hmm. that's diamond. cool and I then like i was thinking about log lady and sh- and ma- uh and Major Major Briggs Briggs, and how Major Briggs is like a reasoning guy and science and like studying and Log Lady is a spiritual person and it's like those two people as well being like meeting like it's like the nexus of what Mm -hmm. they believe like meeting up with each other. I just keep thinking like it's actually kind of cool that they keep doing something like that. So Twin Peaks is like a place between these two different worlds, the White Lodge and the Black Lodge. Mm. No. Wow. Yeah, I solved the Twin Peaks for you guys. It makes me we don't even need to go to the Red Room now. Nope. Yeah. Harrison just figured it out. This feels so far separated from like a lot of, and this is going to sound very stinky, what I'm going to say, but it's very se- feels very separated from what I really yeah. like about this show. Yeah. It's this not, point. there's not, it's just. We're in the bottom of the valley. It's right honestly, here. as soon as they solve the murder for season two, yes. I'm just kind of like. It just drops. There's not enough mystery and intrigue then, for me. We're on the way to Fire Walk with Me, which is like probably one of my favorite pieces of media, like ever. Yeah. That's one of like that's one of the best movies the, ever. The show would have been so much better. The best thing about Twin Peaks, why it made it creepy, why you had emotional like investment, was because we didn't know who the killer was. Mm-hmm. They would have fixed the season if Bob went into another member in town, another citizen, and then was trying to figure out who that was. The problem is we know too much about Wyndham Merle. He's not yeah. scary because we see how goofy he is. Right. And so it's like, it's hard to care too much because it keeps making Cooper and the and the policeman look dumb by not being able to catch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we Spirit talked about spy talk about spy. talk about Spirit Halloween. Wyndham Earl probably goes. To Spirit he probably Halloween. probably he probably runs the store. I, I, he's I, probably one of the scouts, one of the like yep. ambassadors who like, hey, finds the abandoned finds places. The abandoned this, this Michael's down the road. Just right. f- went out of business. That's perfect. He's gonna he's to gonna go. turn his shabbin into a, a Spirit he's Halloween Spirit store Halloween. once That's he's done. He already has. But um, I we, t- we I mentioned this last week. I feel like one of the biggest issues with Wyndham Earl is how much screen time he gets. Yep. I think he needs less. It feels screen like time. they yeah they don't know um, what to do. Yeah. And, uh, I. I agree with everything that's been said. However, I I have weirdly enough like a sort of soft spot for these two episodes that we just watched, just because uh, kind of like what I said before. For the past little while, it's just been like meandering. Yeah. Like I have not cared about anything. Yeah. And we're finally to a point where things are picking up steam again. Yeah. And we're not quite there, but we're getting there and that's exciting for me yeah i agree so it's, i uh, enjoy these episodes so much actually i love them a lot more mm-hmm. than more i love than these two i i, I did to watch. Too. they they are like they're not the best but they're both fun yeah. they're both a lot of fun as much as i found the as much as i find the alk stuff annoying it's like it's i'm like okay it's cool to have something like this again mm-hmm. it makes me miss uh harold yeah for some reason, I'm always just kind of like, that was a cool character. He was a really, really good well, character. Well, I actually thought it was funny. Annie and Harold, I didn't like make that connection before, but like Annie and Harold, kind of similar characters. Yeah, they are kind of similar characters. Um, Annie's <laughs> a lot less rapey. But, yeah, um, for sure. But they they have this, Annie has this conversation with Dale Cooper where she's like, 
I'm not good around people. I'm good at nature. And I'm just like, yeah, she grew up in books. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's funny. I actually grew up in books. <laughs> well, I grew up in Boston. This is not a Boston accent. <laughs> I grew up in books. So uh, when they're in the owl cave, Cooper mentions wonderful and strange because Sheriff Truman's like, well, I wonder where this will lead us. And Cooper says, hopefully somewhere wonderful and strange. And that's the same thing that the judge said when he visited the beginning of season two. He's like, the like Twin Peaks is a place that's both wonderful and strange. So it's like, Ooh. that's that's another mention of that. I love that. Um, um, like a they should make like something that is called that because I love I love that somewhere yeah. wonderful and strange. I know, I have so many effing notes mm. on this on these if, two episodes. I'm trying to figure out what the best ones yeah. would be. To what you were saying with like a the killer not being revealed, if they had just gone and like continue with that and then you got fire walk with me, that would have been a whirlwind. That would have been crazy. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine experiencing that in real time? Nice. Well. Firewalk with me is rated R. I feel like you watch TV or you watch Twin Peaks on TV, and you find out that the Twin Peaks movie is rated R. You'd be like, probably just like one thing happens, right? And then you see the movie, you're like, no, no, the whole entire runtime. So uh, the um, I want to have dinner at the Great Northern. It seems awesome. Yeah, it seems like that's where the social life is of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. They're playing like swing and jazz. People are always dancing. Oh my gosh! I want to have dinner. With Dick Trumaine hosting, yeah, <laughs> a little little cheese and wine tasting. Yeah, yeah, he, I that scene was actually I that, love that scene. I, that scene's hilarious. The only reason, actually, I don't think this is the only reason, but it's a it's beautiful that they tied together him getting his nose okay. injured yeah. from the pine weasel mm-hmm. to then him dipping it with the gauze on in the <laughs> wine and having it stick. It's like, that it's was a no, great so punchline. Yeah. Great punchline. I love that. I, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I love Dick Trumaine. I yeah. don't care what anyone says. Dick I think Trumaine's he is great. so funny. Um, so I think it's actually like, so Annie, we're talking about suicide attempts here, right? Yeah. Pretty cool of Twin Peaks to have a main romantic lead without any underlying comedic themes about her who is, like, open right. about suicide attempts. Right. I, I just think that's, like, super cool and that they have the actress play her in a way that's not super, like, because I feel like TV shows, they usually try to show people who have uh, mental illness, they try to make them way too vulnerable or way yeah. too, like, like... I can't it's take part care of, of myself. motivating the plot. Like exactly. It's, yeah. I but feel Annie, it's not that way at all. She's a lot of very, the time, like put together in in a way that I think is really refreshing. I I think yeah. a lot of the time when writers try to write somebody with depression, they're like, this will be their main personality trait yeah. is that they're depressed. Yep. And I, it's so weirdly progressive to have a, a female character who has personality and who's interesting to watch and then the depression stuff is not like it's addressed but it's not who she is it's just yeah it's it's part of it's just part of her past also any other tv show would have made her character like need a man for stability mm-hmm. i don't get that from her at all yeah no i, I, I actually it's like the opposite she seems super independent yeah she's not flirting with agent cooper he's flirting with her yeah she reciprocates it but she doesn't act like i need this in order right. to feel normal she's like i'm I, this is fine yeah i have i have mixed feelings in about way, it's um, very unrealistic because it, 
if he was flirting with anybody, they would have lost their marbles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's way too restrained. I know the part where she literally is like, "Oh, like I'm literally not interested at all." I was like, "How, girl? You got you just wait. Like this man will come at you, and you will not be able to withstand." I love how Kenna's like, "You lucky girl." (laughs) <laughs> that you can say that. I remember when I wasn't interested at all before I saw this show. Yeah. Um, this is a No, but thing, that's so but... true. That's the most woke thing about I mean, um, this situation. Yeah. This an, I, I did not see right it episode. coming that she was... That was what happened. It's great. Her. This is awesome. awesome. These episodes that... Um, uh, Gordon Cole. Or is that before? He came back for these episodes. He hasn't yeah. been around since after... That's what I thought. After Laura, or after uh, Leland died. The fact, like, it seems like he has very little to do with the show at this point. I know. David Lynch. And then they bring him back for basically no reason, but just so that he can... uh, You can feel him walk on set and be like, we're done with that crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love the line where it's like... You're witnessing a three four three quarters yeah, yeah, frontal I view. Of a, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the the, the Shelly and Gordon Cole yeah, stuff. It is. I have no problem with it. I actually kind of love it. I kind of. I kind of. I think it. a lot of. Yeah. Pe- I've seen a lot of people try to frame that little subplot as being creepy. I don't think he's being creepy at all. It'd be creepy if he was like. Like, nice ass, sweetie. Like, it'd be creepy if he was, like, doing something physically. <laughs> it'd be creepy if he was creepy. He literally, like, asks for consent to kiss her. Yeah. And he's just, like, so, like... Which is a he, pretty creepy thing wait, to do wait, in and of itself. But, uh, he's, he's so, like, like nice to her and actually, like, builds her up. And so it's, like, I, I just so love that So she had to kiss him thing. because he was so nice. Shelly needed someone to show her her worth so that she, like, doesn't just, like, fall back in with Bobby. Like the same or way, Leo. you know? Yeah. Or Leo. Also, Bobby was a freaking jerk this episode. He was awful. Yeah. He, he, uh, he was atrocious. Like, every time you think Bobby's going to get better, you, they do something like that. They don't his... know what they're doing with him. They tried to make him cool. They tried to make the romance thing with him and Audrey work. They they're like, no, we like got Billy Zane. We got to just get the rid of him. Northern, and then they're like, actually, Audrey's better for this? Yeah. It's super well, weird. I think that because he's all businessy now, he just thinks he owns... Shelly, like he actually thinks he just owns oh, her. Oh yeah. And so he's just like, like I want this to happen, so you're gonna do and it. And Gordon Cole like, is reminding her, like, you need someone who like yeah. loves you and like appreciates to all be the fair, things that you. If have. I was Bobby and I had to move in with a woman and her ex boyfriend who tried to kill her, and had to feed that guy, you know, PB yeah, and J's all day. Have some side effects from yeah. having to do that. I'd that be like, okay, this but is he hasn't left. been around for a while. That's true. No, he hasn't had anything to do for a couple episodes. Now he's spinning like a top and yeah. playing pinball. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I love the Gordon Cole Shelley stuff. I think it's really cute. So yeah, I do think slightly creepy. Slightly but creepy just because of age. It is. And he's like the director. Right. But like even Match and Amick when she talks about the stuff, she's always like, "No, that was like one of my favorite days on set. Like David's so sweet." I'm like, "Okay, cool. It was. It was. It was not uh that creepy, uh, but." I think that these episodes were so enjoyable for me because of the their dynamic with um, Annie and Cooper's dynamic. Yeah. All of that together, yeah. I was like, they're making this as genuine it's as they possibly date. can. Yeah. And it's a double date. Double date. I feel like, especially variations on relations, the second, episode, one. second one, I can't remember, episode 20, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they hit the nail on the head w- with the previous 
drought episodes. Because yeah. it feels like variations on relations. It feels like a very soap drama esque, um, soap opera esque episode. Um, but they do it so well, and I uh, it almost makes me want them to do. I mean, it does. It doesn't almost. It makes me want them to have done as well with the rest of the previous episodes as they yeah. did with that episode. Yeah, it's like they bring in Gordon Cole really just be like, you like this guy, remember? Please yeah. watch our show. Yeah, and then just like the the, the um, Cooper and, and Annie stuff is awesome. Yeah, I love and it. And there's, there's lots of stuff to love. I love, I, <laughs> yeah, continue with your list. Uh, well, I was just going to say that if uh, some people think that like Twin Peaks after season three should like have another season or like spinoff, stuff like that, I think the only spinoff I'd be okay with is pete's adventures in guam because he's like yeah I, I i can't remember what story he was telling Catherine about oh the puzzle box he's like saw one of these with the like something bro twins in guam oh and i was thinking like that's the show i want pete, pete in guam <laughs> pete doing whatever like he did before he got married yeah i love that i love pete how do we feel about puzzle boxes i don't like that they just drop it in an open yeah i didn't like that either I, what it makes it? me think, Why? just like, has anybody tried just taking a hammer to this guy? Yeah. If it's that easy. Yeah. And they, there was another one. They sh- shot it. Isn't there another one where they just tried to shoot it? No. Not a puzzle I th- actually, box. No, I think that's the next episode. Oh, is it the next yeah. episode? Okay. Well, uh, just spoiled that for This is all getting messed up in my head. Oh, Sorry. no. What? Um, I like how Bobby's talking to Shelly about, like, attractive women, and he's like, yeah, attractive women are always successes. You've never seen an attractive woman in the electric chair. I'm like, we're talking about two different things here. So, attractive women have never been tried for, like, hard murder. Okay, but that doesn't mean that they're successful. His idea of success is not dying in the electric <laughs> chair. That's I did not like bar. Bobby I know. at all in this, I hated that episode. Yeah. They, they, they don't know what to do with Bobby right now. How do we feel about Lana? Kenna, what are your thoughts on Lana, the redhead chick? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I have no thoughts. I'm neutral. <laughs> she refers... She re- what? Wait, no, you go. What? She refers to her husband as her lover. She does it twice. She does it twice. And that's okay. You know, what do you refer to your wife as? Not my lover. especially. But my wife also isn't like 50 years older than me. <laughs> I hate that character. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, not a fan. She, she's very sus to me. I, oh, yeah. I hate she, her, her, her subplot. What, what, I don't know. Her character story arc is my least favorite among all of the very awful yeah. um, subplots in, a, after Leland dies. Uh, in this episode, she in these two episodes, she's tolerable. Yeah, I don't abhor her and what she's doing like previously but i still am not like happy to see her no yeah i uh she does nothing for me I, it, well i mean i don't like what she's doing with miss twin peaks what's everyone's thoughts on miss twin peaks it's gonna be an interest i think it's gonna be cool it's gonna be an interesting little little thing yeah no, totally totally to it's very, I, I think out, i could but... see it turning dark but There's i don't like know a... This whole, with the wine tasting and stuff, and just that whole thing, it feels like this huge setup episode for all that. And yeah. That, uh, yeah, felt, like, unnecessary. It just kind of, my things with these episodes is, like, in the right hands, 
having an opportunity to make like 10 more episodes of Twin Peaks and like you have this chance to like do that and then to just kind of like blow it or just kind of be like, well, we'll just do this. Like to, yeah. to feel a need to fill time when that's what you're getting to do seems pretty sad, you know? Yeah. Like not treating it like it's something that's super, super important. It's like, well, we get to do 10 more episodes of this. Like we need to figure out exactly what we want to do and make yeah. it like, you know, but this yeah. feels just more like we need to fill time until we can wrap this up. I agree. But, but I mean, I will kind of repeat myself. I do again, have a soft spot for these episodes just because it feels like we're going somewhere. Yeah. You know, like the Miss Twin Pink stuff, again, is it the most exciting thing that's happened in Twin Peaks? No, but it's a direction, you yeah. know? It's like we're going somewhere. Something's going to happen. You know, and that's that's something to be excited about. So Cooper's talking about how he feels every time he sees um, Annie. He says he feels this tingling sensation throughout his body. And all this stuff. I, I looked it up. I just want you guys to know that the the medical term for that is erectile dysfunction. I'm just kidding. But, Stop. <laughs> Boo. Um, uh, uh, okay, so he gets donuts from the Double R Diner. He gets donuts from them. He brings them to Sheriff Truman. They're talking to Sheriff Truman's office. Every single wide shot in that office, it's a Dunkin' Donuts box. <laughs> Did you guys no, not right. catch that? It's I didn't just, catch it just says that. Dunkin' Donuts on the side. No way. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That's, That's so funny. funny. So, I don't get, like, first of all, first Dunkin of all. Dunkin' Donuts is an East Coast thing. Dunkin' Donuts first is an East Coast thing. Mm -hmm. Second of all, just put pink tape on it? I know. <laughs> like, or do you still have a pink box? Like, someone was like, go get a pink box from Dunkin' Donuts. The no art director was not uh, having I, a good day. It makes no sense. Um, speaking of which, while we're in the office... What the hell is with the bonsai plant? Uh, yeah, <laughs> did not so a single ridiculous. person, did not a single person in this police office think there is Windham a major Earl. criminal on the loose. Yeah. He's giving stuff to people. We just got this. this bonsai plant. It's probably nothing. It'd be funny if, if Cooper's like, has she given you plants before? Because he says it's from Josie. And if he was like, no. You'd be like, oh, it's probably nothing. Mm -hmm. Never mind. <laughs> Pretty racist. It's ridiculous. But, okay. Bonsai. Bonsai. <laughs> so, uh, Ted Raimi, who is Sam Raimi's brother, plays the metal guy. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. And I think <laughs> oh, it's really? it's funny because there's a part where Leo gets zapped by him, and he says, "Don't zap the geek." And I'm like, "Leo's a geek? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, <laughs> like that's a geek? A geek? No. This whole I just imagined this whole time this guy is hanging out with Wyndham Earl, and Wyndham Earl's like, and this dude's like, oh, why does he do everything you say? And yeah. Wyndham Earl's like, she's like, yeah, he's a geek. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it because he's not cool. You and I, we don't He'll read. He'll do it because he's not cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that character is McKenna. That's the most McKenna character that's been in the entire show. <laughs> See, he kind of don't zap the geek. Uh, his death is incredible, by the way, with that arrow. Can you make me with fun of arrow. people when, like, I'm the one to be made fun of. <laughs> no. You had to really That's find true. a place for it. That's you? pretty true. You make fun of everything, everything, girl. It's okay. But the the rocker guys, the rocker guys. <laughs> for the listeners, I'm doing the Debbie Ryan. <laughs> she is doing the Debbie Ryan. The the, the famous GIF. GIF. Um, However you prefer to say it. So, I feel like the their idea of taking care of that, like, giant package 
on the gazebo. First of all, how did I get in there? Yeah. How did that? It doesn't fit in any of the entrances. The man lives in a shack. I know. <laughs> like, did he have a forklift? I don't did know. him and Leo carry that thing across the field? He I'm made okay the geek that. do it. So, uh, <laughs> was the body in it before they set it up or after? The body was in it before they set it up, I That's think. That's true, yeah. Um, so, their way of defusing a possible bomb if you told me is same. shooting a rock tied to it. From like twenty feet away, one shot, Dale gets it. That just seemed like I was like, well, um, to be fair, oh, earlier, yes. Gordon brings him a new gun that oh, is right. more that's accurate. True. That's true. Oh, so we can't, we can't knock this detail. They wrote because they figured it out. They planned ahead. These writers are so smart. They plan for everything. He said, "This is the Chekhov's gun 3000." Yeah, it's very accurate and is is necessary for the plot later. And you'll need it to shoot a rock off of a fence later on. So ridiculous. Um, If you had told me this, that what's his name? Not Sam. Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi was in the show, and I didn't remember. I wouldn't believe you. Did you? uh, Did you? do you guys remember who he is in the original Spider-Man movies? He's yeah, he's the J. Jonah Jameson's yeah. like assistant. Yeah, it's mm. amazing. He's also in Candyman. Is he really? Yeah, that's sick. He is. Wait, have with you guys the first seen that? Girl that? Gets killed at the beginning. He did. The original is one of the best horror movies ever. Really, I've never seen it's it. Well, was the so new one good? Good. It's fine. It's a remake. It's fine. There's stuff about it that's cool. I hadn't seen it, the old one until recently either, and it blew me away. It was really good. Okay. I like how th- – this is my last thing before we get into segments. I like how uh, Sheriff Truman's like, we don't have any, like, bomb um, diffusers or, like, a bomb team. Um, so we had Andy bring his metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, Andy bring, Andy's bring his metal detector. That's so funny. Okay, I love the love the little scene with Andy um, spelunking in the office. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. That was- oh. Yeah, that was. I mean, we always need more Andy. I love Andy. Um, I want to bring up something. Please do. When when Gordon and Cooper reunite and Gordon reinstates Cooper, they say this thing at the end. <laughs> they're like, uh, like Gordon reinstates Cooper, and then they're both together in unison. They say, "We will pursue, capture, and incarcerate." Like that's like that, <laughs> that's really <laughs> that's like the slogan oh of the God. FBI. That's, yeah, I love that's that. so funny. Like, what do we do here? We pursue, capture, and incarcerate. That's right, guys. Let's go guys, get them. Let's em. go get them. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I, just, I, love, I that. love that. I love that. Okay. okay, let's head, let's into, head the into the red room, room. with our supernatural forces within Twin Peaks. Oh, I just barely realized that you guys aren't using headphones. Nope. Oh. It's crazy, we're all, we're all in this together. Just a, just a couple of people vibing, not a headphone in sight. Phone in sight, just how, to see it. just how our parents intended. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I already talked about the Owl Cave stuff. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you get that symbol 
Is that the first time that symbol shows up? Well, we in the owl cave. Yes, that is. So we get that symbol in the owl cave. We also, so Wyndham Earl shows up at the owl cave. He turns the the like this the, like stick thing, mm-hmm. which, kind of ridiculous that they didn't figure that out before him. But um, right, they turn. He turns that like an earthquake. It like starts. It starts quaking. Mm-hmm. Andy's like pickaxe gets like th- flo- like thrown from the wall, and then it cuts to like a hooded figure. Yeah. With a white background, and then an owl flies to the screen, and then it cuts to them, like, uh, uncovering the Ted Raimi mm-hmm. at, at the gazebo. I have no idea that what's going on. That hooded figure shows up twice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know who it's supposed no to be. I have no idea who that is either. It's got, it gives me – I don't know if this, if this uh, reference will be caught on anyone, but it gives me, like, Halloween 5 and 6, the man in black vibes. You're thinking of uh, the woman movie. in black with uh, Andrew Radcliffe. Shut up, bitch! Um, Daniel Radcliffe. I just said Andrew Radcliffe. I'm losing my mind. Andrew Garfield. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Garfield. Actually, They're it's a cat. They're both little guys that everyone... No, he's actually a cat. And he's really fat. You're thinking of something else. Wait, who? Garfield. Andrew Garfield? The cat? Yeah. The orange cat. No, no. You're, no. you're thinking of Simon and Garfunkel. As you can see, there's not a lot of Red Room stuff to talk hey, about. Brad. Why'd you do it? I thought, I thought it was going to be shit. Well, I feel like every time I see the log lady, I'm like, something's going on. Yeah, And she said something. She said, this pie is a miracle. Yeah. I believe in oh, miracles. I love that. She got, she got triggered by... She did. By, it's uh, like immediately just like... I believe in miracles. Um... So, do you guys want to leave the red room? Is that it? I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm backing up slowly. They bring up UFOs. Room. Yeah, Project Blue Book. Wyndham Earl worked Project Blue Book. Yeah. And so he knows about what um what uh Major Briggs does. Pretty cool. Do you know what's funny? When I first started watching this show, very first time, I kept asking myself. When are they going to bring up UFOs? When are they going to bring in aliens really? to this whole shebang? I I was always like bewildered whenever they did. I was just kind of like, how's that going to tie in? Yeah, well, it just seems it it seems weird because the the surreal and no, paranormal totally. stuff about Twin Peaks seems very self-contained. Yeah, and so I them talking about UFOs doesn't seem like it fits very well. Um, so I'm I don't know. It, it was a little weird. But. I think it. Yeah, I love. I love UFOs. Shout out to X-Files. And have you seen yeah. The Return? He's I've seen five, seen ep- the first five episodes. Of oh, okay. the and he's not going to watch any more. No. Before we watch it, so. Nope. Uh, actually, which I want to bring up is that uh, we should all read, I'm going to make you all read The Secret History of Twin Peaks, which will take you like 45 minutes to read before we watch The Return, because there's a lot in there that'll come up later. Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to head over to the Double R Diner where we do the rest of our segments. So that was fun in the Red Room. Getting hot and heavy. Uh. Oh. What? Harrison likes what I'm doing to him right now. Oh yeah. McKay. Everything girl. <laughs> when are you gonna be back in person? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, on on that note, let's go head on over to Kenneth's cute Cooper corner. Oh, I have so many things. Case, One second. Wait, Wait sorry. sorry, I cut you off. I said KCCC. The CCC. We're going to spell kind of with a C for our audience's sake okay. and for everybody's uh, sake. All right, what do you got? So there was one part <laughs> where Cooper is describing how to make something. Food. Do you guys remember that yeah, part? Yeah, it's it's the part it's the, after it's the hangover. Yeah, it's the hangover. Which yeah. also just turns into him and Gordon Cole like competing to see which one of them can make Sheriff Truman throw up. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> how how to make biscuits? Big biscuits. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. lots of gravy. With lots of gravy. Then you add anchovies. Yeah, anchovies. That was cute. That um, was cute. That was cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run through them quickly because I actually have a lot, but I'll just... Um, there's that one part where he walks in and he's like... But he's like, carbonated soda, the ultimate digestive aid. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was very, like, gave me, like, fantastic Mr. Fox vibes. Totally. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper's... Okay, Cooper and Gordon's dynamic in, these, in the first episode, at least... Very cute. Always matching. Always doing the same things, like thumbs up and stuff. Very cute. Um, what's it? Oh, I just thought he looked cute on a little king card. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His my little king. face. He's my king. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. And then when Cooper is first floating, uh, floating, flirting with annie and harry's there like watching so cute it's, harry's it's just like adorable. when he starts to tell the joke and he has to <laughs> and he has to hold the punchline and he's like a little like 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 muffed by it yeah. like, oh. yeah, that's it's effing adorable it's amazing so nice yeah and this harry like being his sort of like not really wingman but he's just there he's like dude you're like trying to tell her a joke right now like, you're in love with her yeah mm-hmm. It'd be funny if Harry was like, like, really, you're gonna flirt with a girl in front of me after, after my a girlfriend woman tried to kill me? Tried to kill me. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, get out of here! She's bringing the drinks. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, sorry. Can we just very, very briefly want to bring up how quickly Hank gets over this? Oh, I know. Like, he is, he is in the depths of despair. And then after this girl tries to murder him, he's fine. Like, sexual, sexual, uh, sexual, uh, um, <laughs> sexual jealousy. jealousy. That's fine. Oh, he's they're like, jealous? He actually oh, decided, he's like, you know what, after, after a very large, beautiful woman broke into my house and tried to kill me, I had a sexual awakening. So that's my peak experience now. So now I'm fine. He's <laughs> yeah. like, this activated something new in me. No, basically, their dynamic is... The way that they did it was very, it's very obvious that they have a, a real connection comparatively to to Audrey and Cooper. Yeah. Where yeah. you can tell that Cooper's holding back because he's attracted to her, but it's not the same as like the connection. So very yeah. fun to watch. Totally. That. Yeah. I, I feel, this is the thing I always try to say. Um, I have mixed feelings about Audrey and Jack Wheeler, but I am all on board for Ben and Annie. Like, I right. think. We'll see. I think it's such a good pairing. Okay, so uh, 
we got some individual segments. We're going to do favorite storyline of the week. I will go first. My favorite storyline of the week is Annie and Cooper. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I love it. Brad? I think the same thing. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. Totally. Okay. I remember, like, especially the first time I watched this, this was, like, the first thing that felt like it built on yeah. the show. Like, it wasn't, like, building on this new... This felt like it was of the natural branch. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. I, I got to say the same thing, honestly. I, I don't think there's anything better than that. McKenna? It's a winner for me. Wow. I like it. Oh. What I was oh. going to say is I'm scared. You're scared? I'm just scared because I'm like, this is too good. And Mr. Crazy Earl Boy, he's going to F this up. You're letting yourself into this too much. You're like, oh, they're happy, and this is going well. This is going to go bad. This can't end. <laughs> well, my experience is how it always goes. I'm like, from my experience. This is going to end horribly based on everything that so I know. Just it is going to end bad, and I know it is. It always does. Okay. Uh, most difficult, it always does. Most difficult scene to watch. <laughs> I think I have, I have a tie for most difficult scene to watch. I have Donna talking to her dad about... Her mom talking to Ben Horn is just really awkward. Yeah, and like she's so sassy. And it's like this is if the, if what you're insinuating is true, Donna, this isn't gonna be a day in the park for her dad for your dad. So she's quipping a jerk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also coward. I also hate. I hate. Yo, F Doc Hayward. He sucks. I hate the scene between Ben Horn and Donna's mom when they're watching through the oh, wall. I hate. That. I hate yeah. It feels very rapey. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. Well, it doesn't feel like new Ben Horn. New no. Ben Horn is an environmentalist. It, no. And he's changed since Laura died. Yeah, he's trying to be good, but remember Laura? apparently Does anyone not too good. Laura? He loved her. Who's Laura? Um, and then my other scene that I just hated watching was anything with Lana and her t- trying to convince her old <laughs> husband to uh, have her win Miss Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. That is gross. Bradford? I think her stuff is really bad. Yeah. But again, it kind of feels like it's not as bad as stuff that's been here before. Yeah. I... This might... I don't know. I'm trying to think. The Gordon Cole stuff did bother me a little bit. It's just is like, man, this feels weird. Um, But that wasn't like all that... I don't know. That was a little bit much. I'm trying to think of like what really pushed me over is from like what I saw and also like what we talked about. Um, but it's like you were saying, like I do like these episodes more because it does feel like a highlight from where we've been, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to pick like a one that I was hard to watch. I don't know if anyone else has anything mm-hmm. McKay? Yeah. I mean, I already brought mine up. The, oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. McKenna. What? The, just the Ben Horn. Oh um, yeah. Donna's mom stuff. McKenna, most difficult scene to watch? Uh, I don't know if this is, like, I should, like, I don't know. I just don't really love the Wyndham Earl with, um, with. With Audrey? Audrey. Donna, at the library. Who's Audrey at the library? Oh, Audrey at the library, whoops. Wait, um, who am I talking about? When he's at the library, it's a professor? Uh, Wait, what? When he's at the library as a professor? That part, yes. 
and then just the part when he's with what's his face sorry cripple i don't know why i'm leo, leo. oh yeah okay oh, yeah. oh my gosh sorry i don't know oh, why yeah. like yeah. when they when those two come on screen together i just kind of i'm just like it's boring it is boring and i don't know i just don't that's my biggest it, the, I, no, I, 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 the the one part where leo's like no and when the merle shocks him is actually kind of sad yeah I'm like Leo's actually trying to stand actually, up for good for like the first time yeah. ever, and he can't. So, uh, what's age the best? The Mental health timeless. issues. Mental health, actually, yeah. yeah, that was that was brilliant. They're really good at some of this stuff. Um, I was yeah, just I'm saying, yeah, I feel like the romance is pretty. It feels pretty like real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel very dramatic or very like. There's not a whole lot that goes into it that makes it super extravagant or whatever. It just feels really simple and really cool. It feels good. It feels I classic. Agree. It's classic. Like when they try to portray the guy as like, oh, he's only just trying to do good. Like, oh, just like tell me about your past, sweetie. Like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, bruh. Like you're just trying to, you're trying to hit. Bro, you're trying to trust a man. I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's just like I know you're just trying to it's do true. stuff with her, but like with Cooper, it's like, no, you're the best. I know you mean it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Renault Heat Check Award. Ted Raimi for me. Yeah, I'm gonna say really Ted Raimi too. Ted Raimi, just really great. It. I totally forgot that he was in this, and that was awesome. Yeah. Well, he, you, Kenna. I'll I'll agree with that. He's All not right. there for long, but he makes an impression. No, he's not. Favorite scene. Ooh. Oh man, I it so means it might be them in the boat. Ooh, I really like them I in like the boat. That. I like that a lot. That was really cool. Yeah. But I think it might be what we were talking about earlier when they're in the restaurant when he first like meets her and stuff. Because you got a lot going on there. You've got yeah. you've got Cooper and Annie, and then you also have Gordon Cole and Shelley and him hearing. Well, I mean earlier with um. Harry. Yes, Harry. Yes. Yes. Yep. There's that too. I like that. But I, I think I'll go with the boat. That part's sweet. That part is really sweet. Well, also, I think them at the Great Northern's good because that's when she shows him true. her scar and he's like, and he's like, do you want to talk about that? Mm. And it's just like very touching. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with the boat scene. I'm trying to think of anything else that really. I like, thought we had to all off. choose different ones. Are we not doing that anymore? Oh well, you know, some people complain about the competition on the show. They got tired of me winning every time. Oh <laughs> come on! But um, no, uh, it's not a competition. I'm cool with us all picking similar ones. If you guys have other ones you want to throw out there, throw out. Um, there. I have. Um, oh, oh no, you go ahead. Um, I was, I have two that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um. I, I do enjoy the the restaurant scene with like the continuous like first you get the Gordon and Shelley stuff which is you know a little kind of weird but like it's also funny. Cause I love how no one Gordon's like no I one wants to you. downright talk bad about it because I love it so much. But I I think that's so hilarious. The part where it's like Gordon's like I can hear you. Yeah. And yeah. you have no idea whether he's like actually. <laughs> I know. You could it's be so totally weird. BSing it right now, but it's so funny. Um and then like when um of course when like Annie and Dale start talking and then Dale tries to tell a joke is just so yeah. wholesome and cute. 
Um, I also I like this scene between Agent Cooper and Jack Wheeler. Like after yeah. Aubrey leaves, Actually, oh, and they're sitting by the that's fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like such an interesting dynamic because like neither of them know. He's just had his heart broken. Yeah, he's just had his heart broken. But like <clears throat> Dale, in this point, is in like a really good spot with like his love, and then. Um, uh, Jack just sits down and he's just like love is hell and yeah <laughs> then they have this really cool conversation about you know um love and whatnot and I I thought it yeah. was I thought it was cool. I love that I like too. that scene okay last two who won the episode oh wait McKenna didn't oh McKenna yeah favorite scene no that, that no that was pretty much what I was going to say because I love when Bobby comes in and he's like what the hell is going on here? yeah, yeah. And then he's like well I'll do it again like I love uh, it it's so funny <laughs> yeah Okay, okay, yeah. McKenna, what's your favorite scene? Er, do we just do that? We just Who do won that. the episode? Uh, are we choosing two different ones or one for both? Um, you decide. I would choose one for both, or the best out of the two. Because I think, um, what's his name? Um, Gordon. Gordon Cole. I think Gordon wins the first one for me. Yeah. Because of what McKay said about like I thought it was so funny. Like I, because I thought the same thing. I was like, he's literally just like in like entranced by her. He's like, I like I will just like pretend that she, her voice is different than everybody else's for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he did great in that whole episode. And then the second episode, I just, I want to give it to Cooper, I think. Because yeah. I love his dynamic with everybody. I agree. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cooper's finally has more to do than yes. the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Brad? I think it's Annie because oh, wow. when I, I was like watching it. this show, that was something I I really wanted to see what was going to happen next. Yes, that? Like Annie. I, 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 was like, I was like, I was like, I and I loved seeing her on screen. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the most important thing going on. Um, I nah, Annie. I'll 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 get on the Annie train. That's good. Yeah, I agree. Annie I, does win them both. I no, I pick Cooper for both of them for me because finally he has more to do, and he's always been the character I'm the most interested in. But finally, he's not just like. Backdrop to someone else's story. He's probably in the FBI again. Yeah, yep. it's true. It's good to see him in a suit. Yeah. And good to see him in a hard hat. Oh yes. yeah. Good to see him at all. Really. All right. Good to see him on a on a card. Good to see him. Rate the episodes. I'll go first. Um, on the wings of love, I will give a seven. Variations on Relations, I will give an 8. Ooh. I really like both these episodes. I thought Variations on Relations was better than mm-hmm. On the Wings of Love, but it only succeeded because of everything that On the Wings of Love introduced. Right. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like I'd probably go like just a notch. Hmm. You're, you're not easy to please. No. Well, I just I want to keep in perspective. the. I want, I, want my, I want my numbers to have some power to them. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, just throw them. I I still feel like we're in kind of a lower part, so I I'll I'll say this is like a like a six and a six, maybe a six and a six and a half or something like that. Because okay. I did like the second one. You hear that, Mark Frost? All right, six. Brad's not pleased. 
All right. Six is good. McKay. I've given um, thrown out twos and threes yeah, for the last while. I'm going to pull out the decimals and say uh, On the Wings of Love is a 6.5. And then Variations on Relations is a 7. All right. McKay. Kenna. You're right next to each other. It's not easy McKenna, to, to, do the, to do those mix back and forth. Kenna. Just call me McKendrick Lamar. <laughs> All right. I, just please. K Lama. There you go. Um, everything girl. Well, Do you have I, anything to say? Everything girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate that so much and I hate myself. <laughs> um, I am not that hard to please because I haven't seen what happens in the future. Um, and I'm just loving I'm loving it. I love this show. Yeah. But I'm yeah. gonna give them both eights because I liked these episodes. Like I had fun with them. They were fun. Thank they made you. them they very are, fun without fun. like you, all the I, I do wish there was more spook factor like there used to be. Yeah. I yeah. miss that so much. I miss this being scared. Yeah. And being like wondering like what's gonna scare me next. So, it's so but weird. I, I love I love these episodes. The first half of season two is the scariest part of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Second half of season two is not it's scary. It's not whatsoever. scary at all. Um but I don't have not felt fear. Don't you worry, Kenna. It what it's what get what this part of season two lacks in fear, everything after it makes up for like in in space. In, yeah. It's insane. The only thing going forward is just gallons and gallons of of horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of just like terrifying stuff. Um so uh, that's it for the drought. This is the final drought episode. We've got two episodes left in the season. We'll have two podcasts. We'll do Miss Twin Peaks next week and then the series finale the week after that. And then we'll do a season two recap. We'll probably do a couple Wait. movie ones. I could be sorely mistaken. Isn't there three more? Isn't there three? Yeah, there's three. I don't want that to be true. I think there's three more episodes. There's one more, and then there's Miss Twin Peaks, I thought. I swear. And then there's another one. If that's true. Let's see. There are two more. Should we do another drought episode, no. or we'll just do? We'll just. So I there's, feel there's. We're to the point where the episodes are good enough. Where I think we could spend a whole. I mean, maybe it'll be a shorter episode next time, but I feel like so we, can we spend have a whole, do three... a whole podcast in it for the okay. next one. That sounds good to me. I'm getting a little tired of having to do two whole episodes anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we have three more episodes left this season, and that means three more podcasts until we're done with season two, which the original run of the series, and then. We're also going to go off the rails, and we're going to be bouncing around with what we do because we're trying to not finish all this too soon. We'll be doing some movies and stuff like that in between David Lynch films. But uh, thank you all for coming. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week on Three Fish and a Percolator. Um, uh, I'll play some outro music. Woo! Do you guys have anything you yeah. want to say before we go? God bless. Stay safe. God bless Spirit Halloween. <laughs> this episode was sponsored by Spirit Halloween. It really was. I wish it was. I wish.